gentlemen, welcome to episode 52 of A. Thompson and Other Disappointments. This is a fuck this week episode where I try to make sense of the senseless. Uh, pick a new story or five and then go through them with you. Um, I've actually done something a bit different this time. I've gone for a story across the pond, guys. A real uh, example of Americana. Uh, so you're going to have to deal with a few bad American accent attempts in this episode. Um, why is this story important? Why is it interesting? Well, uh, it's I don't know. You you could not ask for a more clear example of like Americana and just weirdness and fucked upness and and an illustration of where we're at in society. It's got it it, it has everything. Um, uh, let's 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 have a little listen now. Hold on a sec, and because uh, this is the first time that I have attempted to to do audio from, from something here. So bear with me. Hold on a sec. Here we go. Update. She went missing Monday night, but now a college student in rural Utah has been found safe. News Nation correspondent Jordan Burroughs is in central Utah, where Madeline Allen has made her way home, and one man is now behind bars. Ooh. She's kidnapped, and a man is behind bars. Yeah, Ruta Bay, we do know that one man is in custody tonight. His name is Brett Brown. He's 39 years old, and he is facing a charge of obstruction of justice. We're not sure how Brett... What? <laughs> so, let's, let's, let's back up here a second. So, he's, he's facing a charge of obstruction of justice. So, I, I, look, spoiler alert. What's happened here is this young woman who's 19 years old, she's a college student, but she is a teenager, uh, has been essentially kidnapped and stripped naked and then dumped in a coal pit in his house where like and buried in coal. And then she was found alive like three or four days later. OK, and pulled out naked, take her to the hospital, check she was OK, and then returned to her family. Right kidnapped done god knows what with i mean i don't want to speculate too wildly but he stripped her naked so i i i'm assuming something bad happened okay so let's assume kidnapping something bad happened locked her in the basement covered her in coal but, but arguably buried alive <laughs> you're shit you, you're like oh so you're down for life then no no just uh obstruction of justice like what obstruction of justice it's like like did he just lie to the cops is that all that happened like uh did did you do this brent uh no yeah you did look she's over there shaking covered in coal all right you got me call it a three-month suspended sentence you know it's like it's like hey you see that guy walked into burger king and shot five people and you're like hey you sir i saw you walk across the street and shoot five people in Burger King. You're in a lot of trouble, mister. And he, he's like, oh, really? Yeah, I saw you jaywalk across the street. No, uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, you did. It's on CCTV. Oh, shit. So that's obstruction of justice, too. Obstruction of justice and jaywalking. You have a written out ticket in your future, pal. <laughs> no. It's just like, and, and this guy's 39. 39 years old. Like, why are they always about my age? Why are they always, like, white guys who are a bit pudgy and around the 40 mark? It's just, like, like, like they're doing nothing for my fucking demographic, really. Anyway, let's let's carry on watching. Here we go. 
Brett Brown met up with Madeline Allen or the circumstances surrounding that, but we do know that Madeline Allen is home tonight, safe and alive. At the small school of Snow College, we have been overwhelmed. Madeline Allen's parents rejoice that their 19-year-old daughter is safe and alive. The ordeal that she has been through is dangerous and traumatic. The experience and details and effects of which we've only begun to understand. She is a fighter. She is now a survivor. Madeline was first reported missing by her roommates on Monday. On Friday, she was found. Snow College police say she was at a house in Wayne County, Utah, about 130 miles away from her college. 130 miles away. She was so... So something's happened. Some, some, something got her 130 miles away, and they've arrested this guy for lying about it. Is seemingly what's what's happened. Let's let's carry on a little bit. A man named Brett Brown was with her at the time, and he's now behind bars facing a charge of obstruction of justice and possibly more. Po po <laughs> possibly more. Possibly more. Like the journalist doesn't. He doesn't want to go too. You know, they, they fucking found her like covered in coal naked in a fucking coal pit kidnapped not been seen for four days probably like it's a possibility we might charge him with some other shit but yeah i don't want to you know probably not i mean like look i'm 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 making light of this but i don't want you to get it twisted i'm not mocking her situation and the harrowing ordeal that she's been through obviously that is terrible uh but just this this idea that they've just charged him with obstruction of... I, I mean, I guess, look, it's probably a bit Al Capone, isn't it? It's probably like they can't charge him with anything else yet, or they're struggling to get the evidence to charge him with stuff, or she doesn't want to give testimony just yet, or, or whatever. And so this is the only way they can get him in jail and keep him where they need him while they collate the rest of the evidence. That that would make sense, right? Uh, let's, let's listen to a little bit more, and then I got another video from, like... I think it's two days after she went missing so hold on a sec you can imagine how we must have felt early in the week uh, when we heard of her disappearance and how we must have felt in our minds as we started to try to imagine what could have possibly happened to her right so this is a really interesting comment so this is his uh the the, the father's press conference and in it, he's saying, look, you can imagine what we were thinking at the beginning of the week. So immediately, right, you're thinking, as you listen to that, you're thinking, he must have been terrified that she had been kidnapped. You know, she vanished off the face of the earth. If my daughter, I have a daughter, I got a baby girl. And when she's like 19, if she vanishes off the face of the earth, yeah, you could imagine what I would be thinking. I'd be thinking she'd been kidnapped. This is out of character. Uh, what's happened to my daughter? She wouldn't normally do this. So that's the kind of vibe that he's he's alluding to there is you you can imagine what what we went through. And again, look, I don't want you to get it twisted. I'm not mocking the harrowing shit that they they've gone through. I'm just focusing on this sort of this this narrative that's getting spun here, right? And remember, this is at the end of it after they've already found her. He's like, you can imagine what was going through our minds. Okay. So now I'm going to go to the video from uh from from two days after she goes missing. All right, let me just uh, tee this up. We turn now to the desperate search for a college student in Utah. Madeline Allen was last seen leaving her dorm on Monday night. Her family says she may be having a mental health crisis. The 19 year old is a student. At... <laughs> she, may, she may be having a, a mental health crisis. That was actually what they, they 
they thought was happening. You could you can imagine what was going through our minds when she just didn't appear anywhere. She vanished. I yeah, I imagined that you thought that she had been kidnapped or taken and murdered and left in a fucking coal pit, stripped naked and buried alive. I imagined that that's probably what you were thinking. But actually, what you were thinking is oh, she's probably having some sort of woman breakdown. You know, like how. How fucked it, like, mental health issues. Like, she must be like, oh, great, I go missing. Some lunatic locks me in a fucking basement, strips me naked, covered in coal and dirt. And my dad's like, well, you know what women are like. She was hysterical. And I, you know what? I, I think she had melancholia. You know, like, this is, this is the rarely heard downside to being open about your mental health. Right? Like, a lot of people will tell you, you've got to keep talking about it, you know? Be open. We need to talk about these things, Aid. You know, a lot of people will say, what you need to do is sit down with your parents. You need to say, Dad, I need to tell you something. Sometimes I get really sad. Well, not me. I say, keep that shit bottled up. Because this is what happens. You get kidnapped, and then your dad's on TV like, well, yeah, this feels like something she would do. You know, like, if I, if I tell my girlfriend or, like, my parents or, so, like, you know, sometimes, babe, sometimes I get a bit sad. Sometimes I feel very depressed and, um, you know, I just don't know if, uh, if I'm a good father. I don't know if I'm a good partner. I don't know what the future holds for me professionally. And I just, it really scares me. And then if somebody kidnaps me and fucking butt fucks me in the face until I die, I'm never heard from again. My girlfriend's could be on a press conference going like, yeah, this, uh, this feels like aid, to be honest. This, <laughs> you know? Dude, keep that shit bottled up. This is where it's headed otherwise. I bet, I bet now she's safe, which thank God, obviously. Thank God and Jesus and not her father. Uh, like, like, what is he going to do? When she finally kind of comes to terms with this and, you know, she stops shaking and she gets out of bed and, and she's like, can I see the videos where you were, like, appealing for information? And can I see the videos when you were, like, doing the press conferences? And He's going to have the same face that you have on when your wife asks to borrow your phone and sees the porn on there, you know? <laughs> he's going to be like, ah. <laughs> that one syllable, ah. Ah. <laughs> that I I don't want you to see this video because you you're gonna know how much of a garbage person I am. Ah, you sure you want to watch this? <laughs> like that kind of. You sure you like this isn't meant for you? You know? And she could be like, Yeah, I I want to watch it. He's gonna be like, You can't. It's uh, it's a uh, uh, rated R. She's gonna be like, What? It's it's the news. And he's gonna be like, Yeah, I know. It's some disturbing stuff in there. She'd be like, but it happened to me. It's disturbing stuff that happened to me. Yeah, but I'd be a bad parent if I let you watch it. Oh, okay. Cool. Thank thanks, Dad. You're a you're a great parent now. You know? Anyway, then I found this, right? So if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you'll be able to see what I'm looking at now. Um it's, uh, it's an article on a website called sportskeeda.com, which I have no idea how um, how reliable it is. But uh, the title of the piece is, What is Kick App? 
all about Brent Brown, the Utah man accused of kidnapping a 19-year-old called Madeline Allen in a coal bunker. Um, so they've, they're going full hog on it. Um, here we go. Uh, and it starts, Brent Brown, a 39-year-old man from Utah, has been arrested for alleged... But by the way, before we get into... He looks like fucking Ryan Dunn, doesn't he? He looks like Ryan Dunn survived a car crash and invested in a fucking Longhorn Steakhouse or some shit. He looks like somebody... Like, in the same way that Marc Francois in, in UK politics looks like somebody put a bicycle pump in his face and inflated him to become a sort of, you know, Madame Tussauds plastic waxwork of himself, but 200 pounds heavy. Like, this, this guy looks like that for Ryan Dunn. I think. Um, anyway, Brent Brown, 39-year-old man from Utah, has been arrested for allegedly ki kidnapping 19-year-old student Madeline Allen. The latter was reported missing after she was last seen leaving her dormitory on December the 13th. Uh, the student was reportedly expecting Brent Brown to pick her up that night, so they knew each other, right? Uh, the duo met online and started chatting on the Kick messaging app before they decided to meet in person. Uh, which I think is key, right? Um, I read somewhere, I, I don't know if it's further down on this uh, blog, but I read somewhere that uh, they actually met, not just like on the Kick messaging app, which by the way, I'm assuming is some sort of dating or romantic thing, and he's just set the age bracket. You know when you can say like, I mean, it's been a while since I've done any like internet dating, but I remember back in the day, uh, they would say shit like... Um, uh, like what what ages do you want to set your potential like suitors to uh and you could say like well look i'm 30 so 25 to 30 i guess like that and obviously he set the drop down to be like eight like yeah i'm 39 uh white guy 230 pounds but yeah sure i'll uh, try my luck with the 18 year old to 19 year old like it's creepy right so anyway um He's he's met her online, and I read somewhere else that it was actually as part of a uh, like sadomasochism domination group. Which like I'm not judging. Like whatever you're into, however you want to get down, that's cool. As long as you're not hurting anyone. Uh, and I don't know if it's further down on this. I also don't know how true it is. So maybe I shouldn't be like retailing out that fucking information to you. Like I'm Laura Koonsberg from the Downing Street source, but I did read it somewhere. So um, uh, they met online, started chatting on Kick. Uh, before they started to, decided to meet in person, and she was expecting him to pick her up. Uh, then it says, on December the 14th, her parents received a concerning I love you text from her phone and alerted the cops. Like, how depressing is that? That your parents get a text from you saying I love you, and the first thing that they, they're like, something's wrong. <laughs> something's... She never says I love you. She never, like, why would you tell us that you like how depressing is that something as lovely and warm and emotional as i love you to your parents and they're like we better call the cops something something's not right uh especially as like you know on the other video they're like like after she's gone missing but before they found her they're like we think she's having some sort of mental breakdown uh yeah like <laughs> She would never tell us that she loves us unless she was having some sort of episode. Like, how depressing is that? Um, it says, uh, the mobile phone was later located 87 miles away. So they went on like a three-county road trip in UK terms. It's like driving from like, you know, 
the the outer reaches of london through berkshire into buckinghamshire down to like like the depths of surrey and you know so they went on a hell of a road trip and it led to an extensive search throughout the week until authorities discovered her student id and suitcase at his house uh the teenager was found inside a coal bunker without any clothes and covered in coal so let's say just buried alive naked um and then here we go according to the tribune the relationship between brown and allen became non-consensual shortly after they met <laughs> like i mean, i'm look i'm not making light i i, I don't want to keep over emphasizing this but um we've all been there haven't we look like when you when when a relationship becomes non-consensual uh, shortly after you've met like i mean if you're the sort of person that listens to this or watches this podcast or you follow me on twitter chances are you know what it feels like to walk into a bar and know that literally nobody in there has any interest in you sexually right should we should we agree that that if you are a follower or listener of mine and you're a man you probably know what it's like to not like to, to when you're in a bar nobody has any interest in you what's it like your genitals are only allowed in that bar because they're with your wallet that's it your genitals are your plus one but that is where the entire venue's interest starts and stops with your sexuality right you know how that feels and i mean i guess like what, what it sounds like what happened to this guy is what happens to i think a lot of people when they're like internet dating like the guy set the age range way down to the lowest possible and um you know he thought it was game on because they were talking and chatting and exchanging ideas about domination or, or, or what whatever and then she saw him in person and she was like um no thanks bro you know and he t and then he took the phone and the wallet away and tied her in the bunker bunker and fucked off to work it's like the it's like the Mirica version of going on Tinder with your best picture from 10 years ago. And then you meet on the date and she goes, oh, that's mm, your pick was you clubbing in Ibiza. And now I see you in person and you're bald, you're 45, you're three stone heavier. And oh, it's my friend phoning. Yeah, she says it's an emergency. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, she's uh, she, she's she on a creepy fucking date and I have to go and rescue her. Goodbye, future sex offender. We outie. And then a guy goes on an incel forum like, bitch whores are so shallow. <laughs> you know? And then his friend says, shallow? Like, Why don't you just go out with Becky? You know, she's 38, age appropriate. And he's like, oh, no, fuck that. She's gross. And, you know, then life goes on. Hooray for men. So proud of us. Sometimes with men, I feel like how I imagine women feel when they see some giggly trophy wife cunt, you know? Like, women have fought so hard to be taken seriously and listened to and to stand up for their safety and, and opportunity. And then some bitch called Candy walks through the door holding a CEO's arm like, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, well, fuck this bitch right away. Yeah. Seal her in a barrel and roll her off a fucking pier. Just, you know, and I'm like that every time I see a 39 year old white guy that does this stuff. Like, you know, you're giving us such a bad net. Like... 40-year-old white men who work in IT need some sort of thought leader to clean up our name, you know? Like, like, like Oprah is the perfect woman. We need, like, a, or, or like, a, a shining beacon of an example of, like, a, a successful black woman. We need someone like that for 40-year-old white men. 
run-of-the-mill, not really attractive 40-year-old white man. Anyway, putting all of that aside, like, where is the shame? Like, wouldn't the pre-shame kick in? Like, if you're a 40-year-old guy messaging teenagers, wouldn't you think to yourself, if, if my friends and family and colleagues finding it, like, find out that I am essentially, you know, grooming a teenager, like, I may need a rebrand. Like, wouldn't the, wouldn't, wouldn't the shame kind of, you know, you, the, the forethought... The sort of final destination moment kick in where you you foresee the horror that's going to happen if you don't get yourself out of that situation like right now. Well, I'm going to fucking bail out of this quick before it gets really bad. Like, wouldn't you? Wouldn't that kick in? I'm grooming teenagers. I may need some sort of escape hatch. Like Michael Jackson was seen by some as something of a groomer, and his reputation took such a hit he had to move to Bahrain. After the second time they prosecuted him. So should, shouldn't the pre-shame kick in with his stuff to fucking Brent Brown and people like it? Like, holy shit, if someone as beloved as Michael Jackson with fans crying his name outside the courthouse and shit, if he has to move to the Middle East, maybe I, Brent Brown, who kind of looks like Ryan Dunn, and except £230, like maybe I need to rethink this. Maybe this is not a good look for me. Yeah. Uh... Anyway, look, this has been fun. Um, I hope this is. Uh, I, I hope this this turns out okay. This 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 case. Um, I, w- I will leave you with one last thought, actually, which is this. Here's what I hope happened with this. Um, and look, I, I, I'm going to keep emphasizing this. I'm not mocking the trauma and the 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 process of having to come to grips with something awful like this happening to you. But here's kind of. Here's why kind of hope happens or, or, or what I hope happened in the past and, and, and so on. It's like when when the parents, when the dad was like, I think she may be having some sort of mental breakdown. I hope what happened was like they found her phone and she was like a member of this sort of, you know, sadomasochist thing. And she's like, yeah, I like to get railed by like 39-year-old, 230-pound white guys. And it's like a daddy issue thing. I want to have my face punched into the wall. And and then they found that. But the only way that they could process it in their sort of middle America Christian wholesome thing was just like, oh, she's got some sort of mental issue. And and they tried to sort of talk it through with it like hey, honey are you okay you know you don't need to do this stuff what you need is a a wholesome relation like why don't you go out with Corey? you know Corey over the over the road he likes you he's asked you out a couple times go out just go out dinner and a movie you need a healthy relation she's like no fuck that shit i want to get railed by this fat guy a beard looks like an inflated rind i've got a thing this is my type mom and i i just need to get this out of my system and so the only way that they could get that to make sense to them was that this some this is some sort of depression or sickness that she's grappling with and then she gets embarrassed by it so she arranges to sort of get picked up by him and like run away with so she sends a text saying like i love you mom i love you dad and they're like oh fuck something really bad is that like she run away are we like how are we gonna handle so then they go on record and say a lot of people go through this you're having a mental (laughs) breakdown please come home it's all right like we'll forgive you Never once imagining that something really bad has happened to her. I think that's, I mean, hope is a, hope is a big word to use there. I don't, I don't hope that any of this happens. 
But if it were that situation in a very Camilla Tomini manner, right? If we were to sort of, I don't know if you get that reference, but Camilla Tomini started her column this week by saying like, oh, here's a story about Jeremy Corbyn fans at the BBC. It might not have happened, but it is believable. Anyway, now I'll base my entire fucking column on something that I acknowledge is probably fake. And uh, but it helps to sort of cushion and, and grow my uh, wider point about bashing lefties and Corbynistas and Labour voters, blah, blah, blah. So it's a ridiculous way to start a fucking column in a supposed newspaper of record like the telegraph but anyway that she did so i know that i'm sort of doing the same thing here by saying like well this is a sort of it's a, it's a you know this probably didn't happen and i hope that none of this happened but it did happen and if it did have have to happen here's kind of a thing that i hope started off and do you know why i hope it started off like that it's because like if it were some sort of christiany like wholesome conservative americana thing where it's the fact that they wrapped shame around their own daughter that she felt compelled to sort of run away. I'm not saying that it's their fault that any of this happened, but it is kind of like a little bit their fault. Like if they weren't so shamey and judgy, she would, you know, it never would have happened. So it's, look, I don't know. Um, maybe I should wrap it up here and quit while I'm behind, right? Uh, Guys, this podcast is out usually once or twice a week. Uh, it's called A Thompson and Other Disappointments. I normally have a guest on Friday nights. Uh, last week was Dane Baptiste. Other names who have appeared include best-selling authors Jim Felton, Otto English, uh, Gemma Forte from The Jeremy Vine Show, The Guardian's Charles Arthur. Uh, for first listeners, jump uh, on the Patreon. That's uh, patreon.com slash Thompson with an I-N at the end. Um, that's patreon.com aid thompson or get at me on twitter aid thompson again uh, or grab some slightly older episodes not old just two or three days later on itunes spotify youtube there's loads of clips on youtube um so yeah they're not old they're just slightly older um age appropriate episodes if you will uh anyway that's enough for now i will catch up with you next actually after the new year's and christmas break that was a weird way to phrase that Christmas and New Year's break, and uh, I will see you on the other side. All the best, stay safe, and ciao.